Welcome back to another episode of Digital. Today, we are talking to Melissa Packham, the founder of A Brand Is Not A Logo. And if that doesn't give it away, we're talking all things brand and brand strategy. We talked to Melissa about why it is so important in today's day and age to invest in your brand strategy and make sure that you have all of those very important components, your, your brand, your tone of voice, your values, everything that you stand for as a brand and uh, have a plan in place to execute that to assist in the growth of your business. So really fantastic conversation. Uh, We break it right down. Melissa makes it super simple. Uh, And from an SME perspective as well, right? We're not talking, you know, big, big corporate. We're talking your everyday local SME businesses who really want to focus on growing their business and improving their brand. So stay tuned. That episode is coming up next. Welcome to Digital, a podcast brought to you by Attention Media, a location agnostic digital growth agency helping businesses become iconic brands. On this show, we dive into the hottest topics, the latest updates, and what's working in social media and digital marketing right now to get you up to speed and keep you informed. And if you want to grow your business through strategic digital marketing, head over to attentionmedia.com.au, click on the book a discovery call tab, fill out some details, and we'll be in touch. We'd also love to know if you're listening to this show. So please take a screenshot, upload it to your preferred social media account and tag us at Attention Media Agency. Let's get into the show. All right, Melissa, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Not at all, not at all. Very excited for this conversation. Uh, As we spoke about just before we went live, uh, we were talking about how uh, the whole idea for digital being the podcast is that we can create some, you know, snackable, digestible content for uh, the listeners to stay up to date with what's happening in the digital world, in the marketing space. And uh, I'm very excited for our conversation today because we're going to be touching on uh, your particular skill set being brand and marketing, um, but it's definitely a topic that we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, and it's very, very important. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Melissa from A Brand Is Not A Logo. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear a little bit more about yourself and your backstory and how your business came to Yeah, sure. So as the name suggests, um, I do things that aren't actually developing logos. So um, I'm a brand and marketing strategist and I work with small to medium sized businesses to help them get strategic foundations in place before they start activating their marketing activity so that it's all aligned with their business objectives and where they want to take their brand. Um, I started my career as a career marketer back in uh, the early 2000s, uh, working for some big name, fast moving consumer goods companies. So I've worked for Campbell's and Arnott's and uh, Parmalat's. Icebreak was one of my brands and Oak Flavoured Milk was a fun brand that I worked on as well. So it's very much consumer brand marketing, which covers every facet of marketing from brand development right through to, uh, you know, 360 degree marketing execution. Um, and I, I left corporate in 2016 because, um, it, you know, life changes and, and values change and, and I wasn't, I needed to find myself. So I went and did that by traveling for a little bit. And what I saw was meeting with different startups and small businesses all around the world that, um, a lot of people were missing the fundamental step of developing strategy before launching into, mm-hmm. you know, launching their amazing new product and business, um, so I felt there's a bit of a gap here and I can, I can help fill that gap by educating them first on 
what the what brand strategy is, what its importance is, and and what it can deliver back to their business. So, uh, I've brought that back in. I live in Brisbane, but I work with clients kind of globally. So um, that's what that. I've been helping people do. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So after leaving, um, you know, quote unquote corporate. What was the, uh, the, like, I mean, obviously you you definitely loved the field and the industry that you were in, um, but that sort of transition, I suppose, from going to corporate to starting your own business, what was kind of the, um, you know, was that something that you always thought you were going to do or was it just sort of something that naturally occurred, you know, post leaving the big brands that you were working for? Yeah. Uh, no, I had no plan. So ironically, I didn't have a strategy for myself and what I would end up doing, but <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, it worked out well <laughs> for me, yes. thankfully. Um, but yes, I knew that I could take my skills and kind of help that small to medium sized business because there isn't a lot of that sort of capability at that level. So, you know, they're, they're product or service experts in what um, they're delivering to the world, but they don't necessarily know, even know the right questions to be asking in those early stages before they scale up and start to fill those kinds of roles in their business. So that's definitely where I saw the uh, the need and, and it feels good. It feels good to contribute value at you know for businesses that size and sort of had them in the right direction from there so yeah that's what lights me up Love that. Excellent. Excellent. So I think um, you, know, you mentioned a couple of times now in terms of uh, you know the keyword strategy, brand strategy, etc. And um, you know I think for you know whether we're talking brand, whether we're talking digital marketing, whether we're talking social media campaigns, uh, that word strategy is is so important, and it really does set you up for success um, and you know better results. You know that prior planning definitely has a place, um, but it is one of the. I suppose the the trickier, maybe the not so fun components of um, you know executing, but it is really really important. So you know, for the SME owner, for the person who's either starting a business, maybe they're in an established business, um, you know, why in your words is strategy important, and what does you know, sort of strategy mean? Like, what does that involve? Yeah, it's it can be a totally overwhelming piece of the puzzle, and. Exactly as you said, it's so easy to focus on the shiny bells and whistles of, mm. you know, what looks good and what sounds good and, you know, creating uh, campaigns. But strategy for me, it should be fun because it's fundamental to the business. So yeah. I kind of talk about it like uh, it, it's like architecture. So strategy is the plan that you, that you, you know, you lay the foundations, you know exactly what, what goes where and what needs to happen in order to realise your vision of the final product. Um, so before you can have the builders come in and the carpenters and, you know, the, the electricians and the plumbers, you've got to have a plan for them. Otherwise, it doesn't, nothing really comes together and it kind of, you know, there's ad hoc behaviour going on. <laughs> it's crazy. It's chaos. So yeah. it's the same for business and, and that's the importance of strategy is to have that laid out. And if it's not fun, then they're working with the wrong people. So I, I try and make strategy fun because it's it comes from inside and strategy can unlock so many great benefits for businesses. Mm. Um one of them is just that clarity and with clarity comes time saving because you're not mulling over and overthinking decisions about where to take your brand and business next. You've got a blueprint to work from to always refer back to so that you know if it doesn't fit with this vision, it's, it's not going to happen. Let's move on. So it saves you time. It saves you money by not 
investing in the wrong bits and pieces that aren't actually going to deliver results that you're expecting. So having that clear strategy with objectives laid out means that you're, yeah, you know exactly what you need to be putting your money towards to get the results. Mm. Um, it unlocks competitive advantage. We are living in such competitive times and there's so many options for any consumer or customer to go to alternatives. So competitive advantage is about unlocking what it is that makes you special and important and how you deliver value to your customers. So having that clarity um, is really key upfront so that you know what you need to say to people in your marketing activity. Um, and it key, engages key, your key team. Component. That's the other, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of important. Um, and yeah, it's engaging, right? So a good brand strategy means everyone can rally around. What is this vision? What are we building here? How can we all contribute and feel like we're building this thing together? Mm. And that's, you, you know, that's such an intangible thing, but but also tangible in the end because it means you're attracting good talent, you're keeping, you know, amazing employees and people are performing better because they're, they're so engaged in the vision that they want to make that a reality. So, so true, so true. And I think it, you know, definitely sort of going back to, you know, it, it should be fun. It, it really does sort of tie into, you know, where do we want the business to go? Where do we want the company to go? What do we want to stand for? What do we want to stand against? So it really is kind of, you know, your painting that blue sky scenario you know what is the end goal where do we want to get to and then how do we make that happen and you know forming the brand around those questions right so you know it, it definitely can be fun and i think it definitely uh, also ties into you know e even things like your workplace culture and stuff like that right you know you know the way that uh your way that you you talk to you know your audience and your community uh the the word and the language that you use as you mentioned before like there's so many different components that go into it which then help you to build that quote-unquote brand so really really love that what about um what, what are sort of some of the things that go into um, into that brand strategy, such as, you know, purpose or values or, you know, your tone of voice, all that sort of thing. Is that the type of stuff that you work on as well? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's a core, that's the second piece of the puzzle. So I always break down strategy into three components. The first bit is you have to have an understanding of what it is that you're trying to do. What what is the context that you're you're operating within? So having that external learning and knowing about the people that you want to attract is critical. Otherwise, you're building a plan for not sure what. <laughs> so you've got to have that yeah. first. Which And then the second component is that foundational piece. So that's where you create the framework that you're going to use to, you know, the lens, I guess, that you're going to operate within. And that's where things like your brand vision, values, personality, tone of voice, uh, value proposition, benefits, all that kind of stuff comes into it. And then the third piece is, okay, so what do we do? How, what's the plan? What's the, you know, setting objectives, uh, developing those strategies and tactics to help you build to that thing that you want to build. So, yeah, it's those three components, but um, I, I kind of help uh, write through that piece and then uh, my work ends and, and hands over to execution specialists like yourselves to, to go and make the thing happen. Love that, love that. And it certainly, um, you know, again, comes back to, any work that we would potentially do with a client as a marketing agency uh, managing social media or paid campaigns, it's so important for us to be able to access and utilize, you know, the brand strategy of the, the client or the partner that we're working with so that what we execute on, you know, everything is um, 
on brand, right? You know, we are we have the tone of voice down pat, right? We're talking to the right people, we're targeting the right audiences. So as you said, the strategy really is the brand strategy is the foundation that you can then build upon. And I really like the fact that. Um, you know, you, you can kind of picture it in that way so that it makes sense that uh, if you don't have a foundation there, there's not really anything to build off, right? So you do need that direction. I also love the fact that you've got, you know, it broken down into that three-step process, right? So as you said, you know, the step number one is the direction, you know, what are we doing? Lens. Uh, step two is the lens. Um, so what you know, do we stand for? What is a tone of voice? All that sort of stuff. And then the third step is the plan, right? How do we go and execute this uh, and, you know, put our brand out into the world? So absolutely love that. What sort of, um, you know, one key question would be what sort of time would you expect to invest, I suppose, into putting a brand strategy together, right? So let's say, for example, we have an SME owner who's listening in. Uh, they might be a year or two into business, uh, but you know, at this point, all they really have been able to do is, you know, put a quick logo together, get some social media content out, get a website out, and they're thinking, right, listening to this, we need to work on our brand strategy. What what sort of time, uh, what sort of investment is going to be involved in that? Yeah. So I'm going to start by saying that an investment in your, in your brand is investing in your most important asset. So when you put that as the lens uh, through which you're looking at, you know, making decisions about a, how much to invest time-wise and B, uh, you know, money-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it being the most important thing, it's it kind of gives you, <laughs> sets you up there. Um, typically, my engagement with a, with a client will go, you know, initially from that, that first stage of the process right through to, you know, handing over to uh, people to then execute the plan um, is a four- to six-month engagement typically that's because it take good strategy takes time 100%. it's time to uncover those key insights that are going to move the dial for your business and you know connect and resonate with the people that you're seeking to connect with um, and it's all about a partnership so my approach is a partnership I'm not sort of here to sprout at you you know uh, lecture about what you know what needs to be done and I, it's a, it's a collaborative process and the reason that's important is because if if there's no buy-in and people aren't along the journey of building the brand and sort of laying out these foundations it's not going to work and that's mm. one of the key pitfalls that I've seen happen is if 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 there's no buy into this process and it can be challenging because it's a creative process and there's not you know if you're a, if you're a functional logical kind of you know uh, space and and you're a business owner um it can be hard to switch your brain to that kind of thinking um but it is essential and when you link it back to uh you know the the levers it's going to pull for your business and drive forward, um, then it becomes a commercial, a commercial decision to make. Um, so it is a long engagement, long-ish, um, and typically um, I, I don't like letting my clients go and they don't like letting me go after that work either. So well, I kind of you know, stay on board with them to help them start to implement that by, you know, helping them manage the people that they need to get in, the copywriters, the web developers, social media mm. managers, et cetera. Yes. Um, just to make sure that that transition happens. Um, but the other piece I, I, that is important is that this isn't a tick and flick. Like you don't do it once and then it's done. You've got to you've got to set an intention with this and roll it out and experiment. And I know you guys are big advocates for that that kind of experimental mindset as well when it comes to actually getting insights from your marketing activity so that you can then again 
fuel that back into the start of the plan and move it forward and optimize. So, yeah, you've got to test and learn and see what people are actually connecting with and what messages are landing and, you know, what conversion is happening. So, uh, yeah, it is something that you check in on in a regular basis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it is, um, you know, again, brand in itself, um, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, but brand is becoming you know, one of the main points of difference in a world where people have so many options, so many industries are, you know, they're commercialized. You can get the same product from, you know, a hundred different companies, a hundred different service providers. And at the end of the day, you know, what is it that really sets you apart? And for us playing in the marketing space, you know, we are looking to build community we're looking to reach audiences and connect with them on an emotional level we're looking to communicate the value propositions that a company has that all comes back to brand right how do you get an edge over your competitor your brand has to connect with a consumer in some way shape or form and that's how you attract a customer and keep a customer long term do you agree with that yeah Absolutely, 100%. It's brand is what takes you from commodity and talking about price and race to the bottom to get best price to talking about value and loyalty and advocacy. So having people talk about you, uh, you know, that's that's the difference. You know that Starbucks meme, the cup of coffee that has nothing on it that's got $2 on it, but the cup of Starbucks that has the logo yeah. and all that that means to people selling for $6, you know, it, that's that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, it, you know, you can look at some of the biggest brands in the world, right, whether it's, um, you know, Apple or Mercedes or whatever kind of industry it is, but those brands you know, attract people and, and consumers to them, uh, not just because of the, you know, the product that or service that they supply uh, and the quality and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, it means something to um, own a good uh, or, you know, or use the service of a company like that because they have a brand that is established. It's, you know, they stand for things, they stand against things and people align themselves with that. And I feel that with everything that's going on, especially in the digital marketing space uh, with the you know, Apple iOS updates that have come through, a very big push towards privacy, less tracking, et cetera, and so forth, with uh, many, many changes that are going to you know, come out over the next couple of years in that space, it's the, the, the way to, you know, uh, not compensate, but the way to, you know, jump ahead of your competition in a world where the tracking is not going to be what it used to be, again, it, it all comes back to brand. Like it's your your company versus your competitor in the same marketplace. Why is the consumer going to choose your company? It's going to be brand, right? It's, it's who do they align themselves with? Yeah, and that's relevant for both B2B and B2C because, uh, you know, the surprising fact is it's a human making a decision in both of those industries. So it's still about that emotional connection. It just, it just changes the lens through which that decision is being made. So yeah, absolutely. And I think on top of the, you know, the privacy and the tracking thing um, that people are looking for purpose-driven brands and and brands that wear their values on their sleeve and communicate that in a meaningful way and make meaningful contributions outside of just the product or service that they're there to to provide. So, you know, there are plenty of studies and increasingly so um, about 
consumer preferences for brands that have purpose at the core um, and act on that. So there's one thing to, you know, it's nice to have a purpose. That's great. Uh, that's very lovely. But actually what, what happens as a result of that and how is a brand acting on that, that is becoming increasingly important because of that reason. They, consumers have the choice. They have, they have the ability to do the research and find someone that does align with their personal values as much as, you know, the values that are associated with the product or service. So, yeah, there's more to it. It's getting more complex. Um, it's overwhelming, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be because you just need to break things down to its simplest form and, and really think hard about what is, the, what is the impact we want to have in our category or industry and how can we do that in a positive way and communicate that to our consumers so that we can connect with them on something more meaningful. And surprising, well, potentially surprisingly, but especially the younger generation as well are really rallying around uh, brands that do, um, you know, communicate their values, right? You know, whether it's environmentally friendly, whether it's, um, you know, a, a vegan or vegetarian, whether it's, you know, any kind of the, the big... Um, the big plays that are in the world now, especially the younger generation, are really, you know, um, aligning themselves with brands that are often quite outspoken in what they stand for, right? It's, you know, it's, it's coming across in their messaging, whether it's in, you know, social media, traditional media, whatever it is, uh, you know, the products, how they're made, how they're sourced, how they're produced, um, you know, it's becoming, you know, very, very prevalent within the younger generation. And that is the, you know, the next big consumer base that's coming through. So again, just it all comes back to brand. That Generation Z has been likened to the same kind of sceptical apathy that Generation Z uh, X had. So <laughs> they're coming through after, you know, a period of, you know, um, everything that's happened through those previous generations, but they've inherited this. And so, yes, they are more discerning about uh, brands that really align with their values because th th their future's right there and they've, they've got all of these pressures, social and environmental, happening, um, all of the social movements that are driving, you know, out. Yeah people speaking out and brands speaking out um, and the brands that don't do very well at that or the brands that ignore it are those that are going to get left behind. So yeah, they, and they are, they are becoming one of the most powerful uh, consumer um, groups in the world um, as they come to, you know, they're actually quite older than you think, <laughs> you know, yes. they're in their twenties <laughs> now. So, you know, they've got money now, they've got money to spend and they're making their own decisions. So yeah, absolutely. They're one to keep an eye on and, and to really think about how, um, you know, how they will shape the world. So true. And I think, um, you know, I've had the thought here as we're talking about this, you know, bringing this back to, um, you know, the business owner level, right. And, um, again, they're listening into this, but they might be an industry where um, they are in, you know, let's say a highly competitive industry. So if we're thinking smaller SME business owners, it might be a, you know, a retail, brick and mortar retail store. It could be a hairdresser. It could be a, a bakery. It could be anything that is fairly common, uh, you know, and again, they could be thinking, right, well, what is my point of difference? You know, I... I sell a you know a commodity that is, that is fairly popular. There's lots of different options that people can purchase it from, but how am I in my in my business and in my industry going to be you know expressing you know the business's values? Like yeah, you know, where do we even start? But 
I think for everybody who is in that headspace and is in that place, it's as simple as actually making a start, having a strategy and just executing on it because that immediately is going to put you into the top you know, the top 1% in your industry because so many people are still not doing it yet. And especially in, you know, industries that are probably more commonplace like the ones that I just mentioned. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be super, you know, f- you know philosophical or, you know, anything that's too outspoken or crazy or controversial, but just having, you know, just doing the work and, and executing that brand strategy and then communicating that across all of your marketing channels, it's immediately going to set you apart from a lot of the competition. Would you agree? I agree. Absolutely. And, um, and it's quite unexpected for it to be, you know, that level of conversation when it comes to brand in, in businesses like the ones that you've listed. So that's an immediate kind of standout, like, oh, my bakery's talking about their brand values. That's really, and oh, wow. And I can see that, that they're living by that because, yeah. you know, they're hiring local and they're giving back to the community or they're using sourcing local ingredients and those kind of things. And suddenly there's a, there's a connection there that's being made. So yeah, it's unexpected and of course provides an opportunity to really stand out. Love that. Love that. Um, what what are some of the the main mistakes I suppose that you might see within the, within the industry? Whether it is a let's say a, a poorly designed logo, for instance, or um, you know, what are some of the things that people could kind of have a look over their current brand as it is and say, right, well, we we really need to sort of work on that. What are some of the key areas that people often sort of trip up? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, you raise a great uh, point about auditing your brand and where it's at. That's a really great place to start. Um, And so if you're, you know, if you start with your logo, your visual assets, um, what is that saying to you? What message is that, is that projecting? Um, And not just to you, (laughs) because it's easy to go, I'm so sick of my logo. I'm done with it. Uh, Let's rebrand. But it's, it's got to be more than that. That's, that's like, you know, changing your clothes and expecting to be a different person. It doesn't work like that. So uh, start, start by asking questions, I think. And and I think probably uh, a lot of clients, certainly that I have seen and, and small, small to medium sized businesses forget that they've got people that they can ask and that's their current clients or customers. So, you know, ask them what, what's on their mind what's keeping them up at night what's what's uh what do they what do they want from businesses like yours uh what are they looking for really um keep asking why 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 (laughs) it's a great question because it just gets to the root cause of stuff um and then you've got a sense of are we are we delivering or projecting what we want to be projecting here and if we're missing the mark potentially you know what are the gaps there and how could we how could we go about addressing that and over what time frame has to be manageable right can't just be it's a this is a commercial thing that we're talking about it's not it's not just aesthetics and having a nice website for the sake of it it's got to be uh connected to commercial reality and and making a commercial result so um spending time in this area and getting this stuff right um is is about uh you know securing the foundations for long-term growth and sustainable growth yeah and i think that's yeah that's a a key sort of message there again is you know that long-term growth if if you uh, if you're in business, if you have a brand and you really do want to drive the growth of that brand into the future, these are the sorts of things that you really need to you know, invest in and, and work on um, to, to make sure that you, know, you have the best chance for that success um, because everything that we've obviously spoken about is so important in today's world, like you know, standing for something, having a solid brand and you know, communicating that message over a long period of time. Like th- these sort of things, you know, it, it, uh, 
it doesn't create success overnight. It is a long-term thing. It's about building, you know, trust with your know, you consumer base and those that you, you want to do business with. Um, so really key points. And I think that, um, you know, even, even ourselves here at, at, uh, at Attention Media at the moment, we're really uh, looking deeply into, um, you know, our brand strategy and rebranding and putting ourselves in our customer's shoes, right? Because, it can be so easy, um, you know, starting your business, starting your brand, starting your baby, right? And you can get very attached to it uh, and, and the way that it looks and the way that the way that you want it to look, but that's not necessarily going to set you up for the type of success that, you know, you want from your business. It really does need to come from your customer's shoes. What do they want? Uh, you know, how can you solve their problems and your brand and how you portray your brand needs to align with them not so much you them. yeah <laughs> yeah but it's really hard because Irony. we it's yeah <laughs> we want it to look a certain way yeah. <laughs> um i totally feel that i'm going through that at the moment going through a rebrand myself so you know i i've done the same thing i do the same things as small business owners i've done the diy i've built my mm. own website you know you, you're scrappy you're saving money and um but but there comes a point where you have to you have to trust um, and and yeah put it put it in the hands of experts to to make sure that it's saying what you want it to say and, and you know that's that's the a struggle that a lot of small businesses have is unable to either articulate it clearly or uh, execute it in the way that yeah. really makes sense. So uh, so yeah, there is there is that and it's a to- it's a challenge um, because there is that emotion attached, especially in small business. Um, mm. But, yeah, you do have to remember that your brand isn't actually about you at all. And that's hard 100%. to realise. Yes. <laughs> oh, so brutal. So brutal. I know. I know. It's brutal. No, look, I think uh, a very valuable conversation and um, you know, to kind of go back and just uh, you know, repack everything that we've, we've discussed so far, it is that you know, having that brand strategy is super important uh, because, as you said, it lays the foundations uh, and you can simplify that, right? Like obviously working with experts like yourself, you, know, you have the strategy, you have the step-by-step process to break that down, do it effectively and then go and execute on it as well because you, know, you can do all of the strategy under the sun but if it doesn't get implemented, uh, then it's not going to have the desired impact. So I think when we look at it that way, um, it really does kind of take a lot of the um, a lot of the, the scary factor out of it, and uh, you know that you can go ahead and uh, you know do something that is going to improve your brand and improve your business overall. So, thank you much, so much for sharing all those fantastic tips. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to get up on a soapbox and talk about brand strategy anytime. <laughs> How can people find out uh, more about yourself, Melissa, and uh, your business? Yeah, so I can be found at abrandisnotalogo.com or people can connect with me on LinkedIn. So just Melissa Packham on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time and uh, we will definitely have to get you back on the show one day. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much, Anthony. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As we mentioned, we'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on this episode. You can do that by heading over to our Instagram at Attention Media Agency and letting us know what your thoughts. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to know what you'd like us to talk about in upcoming episodes. So send us your topic ideas. We are always interested. And if you'd love to know more, head over to the website, attentionmedia.com.au. That's all for now. We'll see you in the next episode.